0: Welcome to Renovations, where we tackle honest conversations about integrating a vibrant faith and a purposeful life. Thanks so much for joining us. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know some fun news. This podcast is going to have a new name and look with the upcoming episode. We're going to call it Space for Life. With this change, you may want to hit subscribe so you can find and recognize the new podcast. If you have any trouble finding it, you can always visit TommyThompson.org to find the link. Hey, everyone! Good to be back with you. Steve's with me, and we're just excited to talk and share some thoughts today. And it's always good to be together and uh, and talk and just catch up on life a little bit. So great to have you back, Steve.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's fun. I was thinking today about uh, when we used to get together early morning breakfasts which any, anyone who knows Tommy is not surprised by this, but early morning breakfasts where you were always on time and I was always late, and <laughs> but we loved the time we would end up drinking way too much coffee because we oh, were there so long. But it's it was kind of the birth of this podcasting because at one point we said, man, these conversations are just really... Um. Good and helpful. What if we need to get a microphone in the middle of them?
0: <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Those those breakfasts had so much energy, and of course the caffeine didn't help. Yeah, or didn't hurt with that. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: so I don't know if we were just so arrogant in our own value. We're like, man, we our conversations are so awesome. Everyone else needs to hear them, or if it was just like we're both getting so much out of them yeah either way it yeah. feels like here we are we get to keep doing this with the microphone in front. well
0: it's really cool There are those relationships that you spur one another on you create new thoughts and mm-hmm. new pathways and i think we've always done that for each other so anyway
1: yeah well today's definitely one of those and why don't you tee it up
0: yeah uh this is um something that struck me recently. So one of my habits that I do every morning is is I have a little bit of time when I read the Bible. Mm-hmm. So over the course of years, you read through a lot of different things. And so one of the things that I do probably at least every year, if not a couple times a year is i read through the book of proverbs. Uh-huh. And the reason that's so easy to do is it's 31 chapters so I, i'll do it and i'll coordinate the chapter with the day of the month.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And i read through the uh, the entire book of proverbs and after you do that, you know, 10 or 15 <laughs> or in case as many years as i've lived 20 or 30 times a few things tend to s- stick in. Yeah. So in the 4th chapter of proverbs it seems like every time I read that book I'm I'm halted by this uh one verse that's in Proverbs that I absolutely love that keeps on kind of sinking in in different fresh ways and okay. so so some of the things that we're going to talk about come out of this one verse and out of this habit of, of reading this chapter, you know, uh, a few times probably every single year. And so, do you tend to see different things each time you come to that that chapter? Uh, well, I always end up stopping on that verse. Okay, But it's amazing in reading through Proverbs in general how many new things pop up. Hmm. So I underline a lot. And every time I go through, it's like some new verse that I'd never, I feel like I'd never read before, yeah. even though I know I have, kind of pops out with some fresh meaning to me. That's so, so cool. That's why I think it's such a benefit. It's, it's rare that doing something so often can still feel fresh. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I do think that is, um, I don't know if unique's the right word, but something really cool about the Bible that seems to happen for a lot of people so what's the verse that keeps popping out at you so
0: the the verse is from uh proverbs 4 and it says above all else guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life and the the part that always just well every part of it (laughs) actually grabs me but where I get stopped is that phrase that it begins with, above all else. Mm-hmm. Because you had this massive book of wisdom, you know, and you're reading all of these things that are kind of game changers. Mm-hmm. And then in this fourth chapter, it has this one verse, above all else.
1: I know it feels like one of those, I, I could almost have a short list myself of verses or concepts that seem to be like, rules to live by things you exactly. know no matter the situation or the season of life or the culture you're in it's like these are things that will always matter and win out and be like the the guiding principles it feels like one of those
0: exactly it's it's almost if as if you're reading the verse and you're going along and all of a sudden it it just screams out at you pay attention to this don't don't just read this again mm-hmm. pay attention and so the last time I did it, even though I've done that so many times, I kind of paid attention and mulled on it a little bit more about what is it really meaning to say, guard your heart? Yeah. Uh, for it's the wellspring of life, meaning the, all of the good things we want kind of bubble up if you get this Right. So I kinda I need to
1: make sure I know what that actually means then. Yeah. It's like yeah. I should probably understand what guarding my heart means if it's this important. It's <laughs> it's bookended by above all else and wellspring of life. Like, yeah, whoa, these are it, it's amazing. It's important. Yeah.
0: So yeah. so I've thought a lot about it. So one of the things that might be helpful for some people listening is to kinda go back in time to the way the Jewish people thought of the heart, because I don't think it's actually the way we typically think of the heart. Right. We think of the heart almost with music lyrics, like almost synonymous with our feelings and our emotions. Mm -hmm. And so if a person has heart, then they are sensitive. They have great feelings and emotions behind them. But the the Jewish concept of the heart was so much more expansive than that. Yeah, It encompassed the emotions and our feelings, but it also encompassed the mind, mm-hmm. the way we think. And then on top of that, it also encompassed the will, mm-hmm. the choices we make, the actions. So the heart was that, center of all that we do and all that we are and so when it talks about guard your heart in a sense it's elevating the combinations of all the things
1: your mind your motion your will your
0: and Your gut, your yeah. instincts, your intuition, your spirit, if people want to use that yeah. way.
1: So kind of your whole inner being. Your
0: whole being, yeah. And you know what's
1: fascinating? Heart. I was just the other day watching a documentary show, uh, and they were visiting, you know, there's these blue zones where the most centenarians live. It's areas and cities where um, the highest volume of people who have lived over... The age one hundred, huh? And and they were in this. Um, I think it was the the main area in Italy, and talking to the guy who kind of invented the idea of the blue zone, and they're asking him all these questions specifically about what do people eat, what is their lifestyle, and and their answers were very non sexy. It was kind of like right. very bland. They're like, well yeah. balanced, you know. And um, and the guy who was from California was saying, yeah, it's funny. American culture is all about like. All, currently, protein is great. Yeah. Eat tons of protein. Carbs are bad. Eat no carbs. And fat is great. And then it's bad. And then it's good again. <laughs> and he was kind of, in essence, saying we compartmentalize and we chunk it up and say, like, well, eat a ton of protein. Don't eat any carbs. And he was saying it's interesting because this city was all about pasta, carbs. Like, their whole diet was high carbs, low protein. And yet these people, many people living over 100... And and so they kind of were making that point, and I thought, you know, that's it's just a great analogy for our our culture. Where yeah, we try to take emotion and you know brain, neuroscience, mind, and willpower, and we separate them out. Exactly. But the Jewish perspective was more holistic, and even today in many areas of the world, it's more of a holistic picture of like you are a whole person who eats some protein and some carbs, you know, and it's not like the heart and the mind are so different. They're all part of our our holistic inner being.
0: And so many people want want to elevate one as kind of where all the game is played. Uh It might be your emotions. Uh Uh, It might, for, you know, stoics, it's the mind. You use the mind to control these terrible emotions that, Uh you know, (laughs) sabotage you. Yeah. And... That would be foreign to a Jewish mind and foreign to the concept of the heart. And what I like about this is now, with that understanding, when you say, guard your heart, you're not just saying, well, guard your emotions from the negative things that make, might make you feel bad, mm-hmm. but it's, it's guard the core of your being. Yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's a big
1: deal. That's a huge deal. Like... Not to over analogy it, but yeah, when you look at even physical exercise, right, the core is one of the most important parts, kind of foundation for everything else. Like, yes, you could kind of say the same, I think, about the inner, your inner being like it's the core of who you are is kind of one of the most important parts, but it's so invisible that sometimes we can marginalize it because it's not the physical stuff right in front of us.
0: Yeah, so so that was kind of one of my first ahas with this was as I thought about it more and took it out of my natural context of saying, you know, heart is just my feelings. yeah I, I thought, no, this is even bigger than I thought about, even bigger than the above all else and the right. wellspring of light. This is the substance of the way I should think.
1: Well, I'm glad we stopped and dove into that part because that that is really helpful to frame it correctly and understand right. kind of like the the breadth of what they're talking about um, in this verse.
0: Right, and so th- then as I thought about it more, uh, and I'd like to say I think about all verses as much as I did this one, <laughs> but I don't. But as I th- as I thought about it more, there were even more l- layers. Came kind of to the surface. Mm -hmm. And one of those is that when we think of guarding our heart or guarding our life or whatever, we tend to think about it from the perspective only of guarding ourselves from bad things. Uh So we want to guard ourselves from temptations to sexual sin, or we want to guard ourselves from temptations to do whatever. The sin of the day is right. from from bad things, yeah, and that is important. Man, you crack the door to certain things, and the door is going to get you know slammed open, yeah. on you. And so that sense of guarding our hearts from bad things is important. Mm-hmm. It's worth paying attention to, to to keep that stuff more than arm's length from our lives uh you're playing with fire so to speak
1: right there and i think you're right that that is the tendency that that's almost the angle we do think about most or maybe like in my experience especially kind of growing up in a certain church culture that was the pinnacle focus stay away from bad things don't you know Make sure that you're guarding against sin and temptation.
0: Right. So the next layers are where I think it gets really interesting, and particularly in our culture. So I think we need to guard our hearts from innocuous things. It's the innocuous things like our addiction to noise that we always have to have something some kind of noise going on that precludes thinking precludes reflection it actually precludes hearing from god yeah it actually precludes <laughs> hearing from one another right <laughs> because we're so we're so consumed with noise around us that we're always distracted yeah and we can beat up on social media as one of the uh, ways we're distracted, and it's absolutely true, but it's not the only way. Mm-hmm. And so we tend to think, well, if it's not bad, then it must be okay.
1: Right. And I or think, good. And I don't want to take it down a rabbit trail, so this could be for another time, but it is interesting that I think this ties so closely to how who you understand God to be. And we all are probably off in some ways and on in some ways, but if I understand God to be this punitive being who's always just waiting for me to screw up and get me in trouble, then yeah, it would always be about guard your heart from being from, bad and crossing the line.
0: From getting on his bad side.
1: From getting spanking, yeah. 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 But if I understand God in a different light around his grace and his ultimate just like wanting to be with us, and then of course he would also care about me just Living in a wise way and taking care of myself and having being able to be healthy and enjoy life, which would include all that stuff that's not necessarily
0: bad, but how you manage it matters. Yeah, C.S. Lewis had a a great uh, quote, and I can't quote it exactly, but it's in in this incredible book, The Screwtape Letters, Mm -hmm. which is written from... The perspective of some demons mm-hmm. who are trying to tempt someone, yeah. and he said something to the extent of uh, trying to train the demons: of you don't need to lead them into a big sin if just playing cards will do, right? <laughs> right. Because if you can just keep him away from the father, yeah, then cards will do.
1: Then game over. You won. Yeah. In fact, you won bigger because they don't even know exactly. You know, at least if you if you do the big bad thing, at least they know they're in the wrong in a bad place. But if it's if it's kind of just keeping you away from what's better, then you're actually blind to the fact that you're in a bad place.
0: <laughs> and, and that's exactly the picture of our culture. Yeah, is that we are distracted and we are overwhelmed, and we're choked out with noise, distraction, and speed, and we don't know that something bad has happened to us.
1: Right, which is why, I mean, I'm really grateful for, and maybe it's not an accident, (laughs) the timing of your book coming out, because it is during this time we're recording now, still kind of during the COVID pandemic, and I've heard so many people talk about how, yes, this time is really challenging, and it's opening my eyes to relationships that I've been either neglecting or how like work has taken over and I'm all of a sudden forced to be with my family more and not saying like, Oh, and now it's rainbows and ponies. No, like it's actually, there's a lot of difficulty, but a lot of people have mentioned how it's opening their eyes to, Whoa, relationships matter, you know, and these other things that I would just, we were so caught up in a certain pace.
0: It's almost a forced reset on us. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's maybe a reset that to some degree, has exposed that it's the innocuous things that are doing damage to us. Mm -hmm. So when it says guard your heart, to me it's not just saying guard your heart from bad things. It's also saying guard your heart from those not good or bad things, those innocuous, those nothing things that can consume us Mm -hmm. and keep us from the good
1: yeah and the reality is there's so many it'd be interesting to kind of count i want to do this now count how how many neutral things happen in your day to day life that are kind of habitual or rhythms that have an impact on who you are and who the you know forming the kind of person you are inside they have an impact on that inner world even though they're neutral they're not good or bad, but they're right. happening every yeah. day you yeah. know the fact that i Get in the car and drive. The fact that I, you know, drink coffee and how much. The fact that I watch these shows or open my social media this much or the fact that I have conversations with friends like they have an impact on my inner world and they might be neutral things. Yeah. But but part of what I get out of this, uh, looking at the verse this way is, Steve, be aware of those things. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Not just the bad things, but the neutral things. Right. It's the, it, it can often be the neutral things that may take up so much space in our lives that it doesn't matter that we're not doing anything bad. Yeah. We're not doing anything good because right. we're just doing nothing.
1: Right. No thing, so <laughs> yeah. to speak.
0: So okay. th- that's kind of another angle. Then I think you can even take it a step further that uh, things that are not necessarily Bad. They might even be things that are good. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to guard our hearts from.
1: So like what's an example? I, well,
0: I think uh money, wealth, uh-huh, can be something that can be great. It can be a great blessing for ourselves, it can be a great help for other people. There's absolutely nothing wrong with money. Uh-huh. And when you get to the New Testament, it doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money yeah. is the root <laughs> that's of all evil. actually a good evil.
1: point. You should repeat that one. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's money is not evil. It's the love of money right. is the root of all evil. And that's another way in which something that is potentially really good Same thing could be exercise, Mm -hmm. something that's really good.
1: Or food. Or
0: food. Yeah. Something that's really good, when we get it out of perspective, it can become bad. Mm -hmm. So we have to actually learn to guard our hearts against a good thing becoming an idol and – being out of place in our life.
1: And I think God, I mean, my personal opinion on this one, I think God's built in clues for this. Like you mentioned, you know, food or exercise. There are a lot of things in our life that we all know just from experience. It's like a glass of wine might be a good thing that I enjoy. It might even be good for my health or whatever. But I know that 10 glasses is not right. I don't, we don't have to debate it. You actually just know from experience or food, you know, you you enjoy it, it tastes good, it's good for your body, and if you overeat, we all know that it doesn't feel good. And it's right. almost like a clue to this whole idea of good things can also...
0: Yeah, and one of the things that 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 I tried to pay attention to for myself, because I'm really susceptible to this, so it's out of a lot of failure on this, <laughs> is there, there are two... Things that happen in my spirit that I know when I can feel that happening, something's going in a bad direction. One is a sense of obsessiveness. Okay. All right, which I can be obsessive about food, yeah, for instance, or I can be obsessive about golf or about exercise. And I know when I can can feel that obsessive little gene, you know, kicking in. That all of a sudden something's getting out of balance, right? <laughs> and the the similar one is my tendency towards drivenness.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know, I like to be productive, effective, um, efficient, but I can get this kind of tense drivenness about me of moving things forward, and the the that change from that right place of moving forward in a good healthy way and all of a sudden being driven it's like a night and day thing that crosses a a tiny little invisible line
1: well and it's interesting that you can kind of sense inside when you're hitting that line you couldn't necessarily quantify it or explain it to someone else but you kind of know if you're paying attention you know
0: i know Yep.
1: when you're coming up on that and i I guess in some sense, I feel like what we're talking about is obvious because we there's sayings about this, you know, like too much of a good thing is not... Uh, there's yeah. all kinds of isms about it. So in some ways, it's obvious. Yeah, we get it. I almost feel like that's why it's so helpful to talk about it because once it becomes an ism, we just write it off and we almost like, we don't even pay attention to it. It almost goes in this category of cheesy or non-relevancy. <laughs> right? And so I think it's helpful to talk about it in a... I don't know, maybe a more intellectual way. Like actually, yeah. Good things are even sometimes things we need to guard our,
0: our hearts heart- against. Exactly. And that and that's one of the hopes in in even talking about this is to expand the way we think about this because so often we think we're doing okay, mm-hmm. but we're a little blind to the things that are going on beneath the surface, at the heart level, that are capturing our attention, that are capturing our heart, that are um, very slowly, subtly choking the life out of us. But how do you,
1: I mean, I'm just thinking even the way that we live, how do we start to become aware of that? You know, how do we how do you do that guarding? Because if you're surrounded by um, a culture of something or a habit of something, in some senses, you're blind to it, right? Because you're in right. it. So how is it that you cultivate that, I don't know, awareness?
0: Well, I mean, that's a, it's a great question. And I don't think there's necessarily an easy answer to that. But when I think of guarding something, I think of having a heightened sense of alertness Hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what a guard does. If a guard is sitting asleep, he's not guarding anything. Right. But a good guard has a really heightened sense of alertness to the things around them that could pose dangers.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. And it also makes me think about... These spiritual practices, right? So I'm guessing a lot of listeners could relate to what I'm about to say. I grew up in a kind of Christian culture that was kind of about um like these spiritual practices, for example, reading Proverbs, I'll use that example. Right. Um, that is either a really good thing and you have to do it every day and never miss your checkbox, or it's like that is um very legalistic, and so stay away from that kind of rigidity. Right. And I think what I'm learning more and more is it's not about if it's uh, something you're supposed to do or not. It's that it's very wise to be in a rhythm like that where essentially you're cultivating this ground in your life where God is able to have your attention all the, more of the time, Right. where he's always there and available to us, and you are actually making yourself now available to him. So you go throughout your day and you can be more attentive and alert to stuff because you've kind of let his voice into your life. <laughs> well,
0: and see what what you've said, it's like a great segue into kind of not only what, what the book is about, you know, but it's one of these things, how do you go about guarding your heart? Well, you begin by creating space yeah. for your heart. Because so often the noise and the activity, the nonstop pace and the persistent exhaustion precludes us listening to our heart. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it it's almost like you're you're taking a guard, you know, who's supposed to be guarding someone and saying, you're gonna work 48 straight hours. Well, you know, get to that second day, and I don't care how good the guard is, the guard's going to start to fall asleep. Yeah. Well, that's the way we're trying to live our lives. Right. So we both, this idea of guarding our heart is about this heightened sense of alertness and also creating the space in our life that allows us to be alert.
1: Right. It's almost like uh, your work, the work that you're meant to do every day is not to get those good things in and keep those bad things out. The work that's actually more important for you to do is to create the space and and let God in and be alert so that when those times come up, it'll kind of happen more naturally.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, so that you can be alert to the, que- to the cues, yeah. the clues of the various things going on, and you can be alert to the voices that you need to pay attention to and the voices you need to watch in terms of what's going on within you. So, uh, you know, that's key. So my hope, I guess, in this broad sense of, you know, this podcast is that we would see the value in looking at our life holistically, that we would see that we want to invite the right place for our emotions and our feelings. And we want to be thoughtful, reflective, mindful people. And we want to be intentional, willful people in the right direction and that those things go together and that at the same time, guarding those things means we need to be looking at not just bad things, but both innocuous things and even the good things that subtly sabotage us almost in a, in a way that we wouldn't recognize unless we're guarding our heart.
1: Um. Well, I hope for you listening, this one was helpful for me. It's very helpful and it kind of leaves me with a, a few other things I want to chew on. Um, I also want to put up in a plug here because I think you're right that your book helps set a really good tone and foundation for this oh, nice. stuff we're talking about today. So if you haven't yet, if you're listening to this, follow Tommy's account on social media, author underscore Tommy Thompson, on Instagram especially and you know space to breathe again the book you you'll get a good stream of um info about it and uh kind of excitement there's a fun post the other day about it
0: yeah well and and what i really look forward to is the conversations it's going to start you know because i feel like at least that it's a bit countercultural and you know that may step on a few people's toes but Hopefully, we'll get some great conversations going, you know, like, like this one. So thanks for listening to my little mullings on this neat verse in Proverbs, and it's a neat, easy one to memorize and mull on and think about the places that it might play even as you go through the rest of your day. so much for listening in. If you enjoyed the show, I'd love it if you have a minute to leave a rating. That'll help others find the show also. Have a great week, everyone.